much were people talking about eating disorders? In 2005, not at all. Let me play my part. Check two, hey. Like, is that real? Did that happen? Like, the structure of your brain actually changes. And do you still feel that every day? And then it got time for guitars. Eating disorder, like, I didn't want to die. Tendencies. But I didn't want to live. You helpless little girl. You gotta go in the hospital. You feel powerless because the body has a fear reaction. The opportunity to empower. No one can take away my power. I won't take myself out. Artists that are true like that, those are the ones that tend to like create change. What made you want to sit down and hang out with the foundation for an hour? And, you know, how much do you know about what we do and stuff like that? I think you follow us online, but I don't know how much, you know, how close. Yeah. I, I do. Uh, well, I mean, it's the, I want to, I wanted to sit down and talk with you and, uh, and just kind of chat and, uh, and uh, learn more about it myself. Oh, cool. And, uh, but at the same time, but at the, but at the same time, like, I mean, uh, Kelly was a, was a good friend. We got to work together in the studio a couple of times and, uh, and uh, I always enjoy talking with her. I always like the music that she was putting together. She always had such, you know, I wouldn't, I don't want to say radical ideas, but her, her, her music was always so aggressive and so cool. So as I just, I always thought of her as somebody who I always liked working with when I could. And, uh, and sometimes it would work out and sometimes it would, it just kind of, it wouldn't work out through scheduling or, yeah, or just you know, life happening where you know. So I think one of the times I think uh, I think it was I, yeah, I think it was your wedding and uh, several instances where it was just like it just didn't work out. But but at the same time, any time that I could, I always I was always very willing to work with Kelly. That's funny that you mentioned the wedding because uh, <clears throat> you know half like ninety percent of her friends are musicians. Uh, so I was like, okay, is this going to just be some giant jam fest? And she was like, well, you might be surprised to know that musicians don't really want to work when they're not working. So we're not going to get a ton of offers from people to come and play for us. And there was yeah. like, yeah, just exactly on the porch and just uh, music rolling over the PA. Literally. I think like no one picked up an instrument until it was almost over. I think around midnight, um, she and her drummer and her guitars jammed. They played liquid rage for a little while, which is cool. And no one in that room knew at the time, that's the last time they'd ever play together. Oh, wow. I have one photograph of it. Uh, from someone's phone and it's like you know it's a perfect metal band picture it's just kind of blurry kind of dark everyone's wearing black as you do at a wedding yeah and, uh, oh, yeah. <clears throat> yeah well at a metal wedding and uh but yeah that was the last time they'd ever play so thank god someone snapped a picture yeah i'd like to see that yeah, yeah i'll find it i'll find it and i'll uh, maybe send that to i'll dm you or something like that so well speaking of the music what was your I guess we can back up. When did you first meet her and what made you want to get involved in, in the Kelly Nicole phenomenon? <laughs> uh, I, I met her through Fluff. Uh, I, I, I just kind of called Fluff and I was, cause I was kind of in between certain projects and I was like, Hey, if you have any recording stuff that needs to get done, let me know. And if you know any artists that are looking to do, you're looking to do anything, I'm kind of in between projects and blah, blah, blah. But then that just kind of came down. Fluff called me back and said, yeah, uh, my, my friend Kelly is going to be recording some songs and then he sent me to put drums on it. So, uh, I said, absolutely. And, um, they sent me the music. And then when I finally heard it, I was, I was even more stoked about it. 
and yeah. then uh, and then we met at uh, at the terrarium in Minneapolis, and then uh, okay. just kind of hit it off from there. And that, I, I want to say that was two thousand and five, two thousand six. Yeah, that was a while ago. Okay, while cool. Ago. Yeah, so on the final album, just so that you know the fans are aware, like what does Derek have to do with the Kelly Nicole Foundation? Well, he's on the record. You're on Hate Becoming, um, not the title track, but as far as I know from when we tried to remember everything and put the liner notes together, obviously a lot of it was before my time because I met her in 2012. Um, sure. But you're on Breaking the Skin and Needing More, so like Breaking the yeah. Skin's like you know maybe her favorite song. As far as if anyone ever came over to the studio. And she was helping them as a producer, and they asked to hear her stuff. She always pray, played "Breaking the Skin," so I think it might have been her favorite song. Oh That's wow! Just, yeah, that, so it's, it's I did really not cool. know that. That's awesome. Well, something else you didn't know. Uh, something kind of cool is so on this podcast. That's going to be uh, the music, the background music during the intro segment. You know, is actually "Breaking the Skin." So you're just leading into yourself now. <laughs> oh, great! Great. Yeah. <laughs> Your own, your own drumming just led into your own interview. So it's it's Derek all around today, which all is right. perfect. Yeah, I'll take yeah, it. <laughs> so how would you describe when you first heard, I don't know what songs you heard first when, when you got invited to be a part of her project, but if you can remember what you heard, like what was your first impression? Like it's obviously aggressive, hard rock slash metal, but it's different too, right? Oh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. It, well, the thing I liked about it is that it had it, it had its own unique, kind of style to it and it was more more of a you know technical based music along with more technological based music where it had a lot more synth sounds to it and it had a lot more uh it, it was just much more interesting than than a lot of the stuff that you know you hear as traditional like metal or traditional hard rock stuff like that it just it it was it was more interesting and that's mm-hmm. the thing that i really liked about it but the stuff that i was sent was was a, I, I guess you could say extremely rough demos and um and i had to kind of i had to really kind of like we we had to do a lot of talking beforehand because some of the stuff like it would it was stuff that was put together and then it would have a like a a big break in it and then then the rest of the song would come in because it was recorded at another time and then it kind of got all spliced together and it was it was rough but once we finally got things put together in the studio it was really starting to kind of take shape and uh, that was when i was really even more excited about it then Mm-hmm. It was just kind of hearing it kind of come to life. That's the cool thing as, as that process. I mean, the creative process can be grueling and brutal when you just can't get the, the auditory vision out of your head and into headphones or into speakers somewhere. It never sounds perfect. That part is like yeah. just vision. But when that does gel, it's like, oh my God, this was worth the five years of hating this song. To <laughs> like- <laughs> right, right. <laughs> Have you had any kind of moments like that with just as your technical uh, abilities have increased as a drummer? You said you've played every day for 32 years. So I imagine there's not much you can't do. Um, well, I mean, I would say, you know, with anybody, if you've been doing something for over 30 years, you better be kind of good at it because if that's something you've been practicing that long, I mean, come right. on. But uh, uh, there's, there's some things that I still kind of struggle with, but that's kind of the nature of playing the drums is, it's not an instrument that you're going to master is because there's always something new coming around the corner and there's always some new technique or new there's it's, it's you're never going to master it. You just, it's yeah. just one of those things you're going to, you can practice and practice and practice and play all your entire life and you still won't get to the point. You'll, if, well, I, I guess to put it another way, like it's one of those things where I always say, if you feel like you've 
if you've mastered your instrument, like, yep, I've got it. I'm, I'm done with it. Then, then it's, you're, you're over. It's over with because plateaued. if you're not, yeah, if you want to plateau, it's, it's over with, you got to keep striving to get better and faster and more, you know, learning dynamics and, you know, everything. If, if you're not struggling, it's not, I don't want to say struggling, but if you're not striving to be better at your instrument every day, something's wrong. You're not, your heart's sure. not in the right place. Yeah. And I'm like, obviously I'm not a professional musician, but I, I love music and I've, you know, been around enough people who, you know, will have chats like this with me that I also feel like leaving the country is an underrated thing. Like you're on world tour right now. Um, yeah. You're probably, you know, if you were someplace like South America or West Africa or this, or that, you might pick up on rhythms that you've never even heard before and be like, fuck, I thought I was a drummer. There's all these polyrhythms I hadn't even considered. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's that's one of the really fun things about about just playing drums, period, is that, uh, you know, at, what, at certain points of your career, you're going to find out that, you know, drums are the oldest instrument on the planet, and it's yeah. been around forever. And there's a lot of stuff out there that isn't even put to to actual like written music because there there isn't written music for it it's just passed on by word of mouth like a yeah. lot of stuff in, in south america and like west africa and east africa places like that that have had you know drums and, and and dance for thousands of years it's never been written down it's just you know grandpa taught me this rhythm on his drum and now i'm playing it and then it kind of gets mm -hmm. its own little you know, it, it just kind of evolves over time into this, into something and then becomes sort of standardized in a way. Uh, yeah. yeah, that's the thing that I, I, I love that, like uh, world percussion and, and world drumming is, stuff, is something that like I'm fascinated by it. I mean, granted, I have a, an, an intense obsession with just playing drums, but, but <laughs> the, uh, the other, like, you know, everything else involved with it, I'm, I'm absolutely fascinated with it. And you'd be surprised what can work with, with a hard rock or a metal song too. Like the top of the album, you know, the first sound you hear on this album is a sitar and you're like, wait, what is this music? <laughs> yeah, it right. just works. It just works, oh, yeah. man. Demos had like tablas on them and stuff like that. I don't know if you, oh, you yeah, can see yeah. in the mix, I, but that's like, an, that's like a world beat kind of tune at the beginning. Oh, absolutely. Infected, yeah. So it's funny that you mentioned like the ancient aspect of, of instrumentation and stuff, because I just like, just for fun, like I said, I'm not any good at anything, but I bought like a world instrument pack, you know, plug-in set for the, for the hell of it that I've wanted since I was like a fetus and finally I was like, fuck it, just buy the thing. It's called Ethno 2. And I was reading through the little booklet of like the history of all these instruments. And like, I swear half the drums are just a pot turned upside down. So I just, I wish I could shake the hand of the first, first person who was like, you know, walking to the, walking to the grain field to, or out to the bushes to gather berries. And they just turned their pot upside down and started banging on it and singing. Like that's the birth of music, you know? Oh yeah. I mean, it could even be farther back than that where the first, you know, caveman found a hollowed out log and beat on it with a stick and howled, you know, that could be where it all started <laughs> there, you know? <laughs> perfect. That's perfect. So you said you wanted to learn um, like a little more about the foundation, but I know that you like followed us online a little bit so yeah i'm curious to know because i put so much content out there what's being picked up and what's not what's sinking in and what's not yes uh i, I actually i was at the the documentary premiere at the uh, hell's kitchen sweet thank you yes i was there for that I, uh are you still and that, living in minnesota no actually i'm living in los angeles now you are now were you still mm -hmm. living in minnesota then yes i was i was, oh, okay, I was so it was it wasn't very long before that that one well, very long after that that i did move yeah, that was June 2017. I wanted to go around and say thank you to every single person in the room, but... There were a lot of us there. There was crowd. a lot of us there, yeah. 
That was a cool event. Yeah, so you got to see it on the big screen with the real speakers and everything, not just yeah. on a tablet. Yeah. So, yeah, curious what people kind of take away from, you know, where we came from and what we're trying to do so that I can understand, like, what I'm conveying properly and stuff like that. Sure. Um, I mean, I, for, for me, everything that I'm seeing from, you know, on the, on the, on the website and, uh, and whatnot, it seems to convey the information pretty well. Uh, I guess for, for anybody from the outside, uh, like from the outside looking in, um, it's kind of tough for me to kind of convey that. Cause I mean, I, I, I knew Kelly and I, I knew the foundation and, and uh, I kind of heard of it through from its inception from, from fluff. Oh, you did. Okay. Oh yeah. Yeah. Fluff and I talked quite a bit. In fact, I think uh, I saw him like just a, just a month ago. We were uh, we were at some place in Los Angeles drinking margaritas. <laughs> well, I was having margaritas. He doesn't drink anymore. <laughs> um, but yeah. uh, like but like I said, from an outside perspective, I guess I don't have a very a very good uh, a very good perspective because I was kind of on the inside of it from the start. For sure, yeah, it's kind of evolved over time. Like even our mission statement has evolved. I think when I first wrote one down, you know, it hadn't even been a year since she passed. And it was like, just writing anything about this was excruciating. And sure. I think I just wrote something down, like threw it on the website. Like, uh, you know, uh, we're a 501c3 nonprofit and the Kelly Nicole foundation sells the music of the late artist Kelly Nicole and income benefits, trauma survivors and people with eating disorders. So I had like some idea that the music and the mission would be linked, but I didn't understand really the power of storytelling, honestly, and <clears throat> the power of, uh, what the documentary would mean because that was that started out as like a five minute promo video that was supposed to explain the background of the album and then it once we shot interviews um as we were wrapping up the shoot i went to the the videographer and said you know there's a lot of content in there i think we should expand this and just make it as long as it needs to be to tell the story and that's how that developed from a five minute youtube promo into like a film festival award-winning documentary that's been in Hollywood and out on the East coast and has screened at universities and uh, eating disorder clinics. And hopefully the story is, is resonating with people. And it just kind of comes back to like, if you've known her since 2005, how much were people talking about mental health generally and eating disorders at all in that time? Per, in, time in, two, in 2005, not at all, not yeah. at all. And, and now there's, you know, there's this foundation and then there's um, another foundation that I, I've kind of done some work with in, uh, in Los Angeles uh, that, that does a benefit concert. I think they do them biannually and there, yeah, it's just the, the number of, of outlets are starting to grow exponentially than they, than since 2005. Cause I mean, yeah, that was something that was never talked about. Like, you know, uh, uh, like musicians, uh, we, we tend to bottle things up pretty well and, and then, you know, we don't talk about it, but yet it's in our music, you know, especially if you're writing lyrics and you're, and you're creating music, it's, you know, that's the, the outlet that you do get, but sometimes it's just not enough. I mean, a lot of times you, you need to, you know, call and talk to somebody and just, you know, for lack of a better term, just sit and bitch about things on the phone. Yeah. And, and, you know, it, it, as much as it might sound like you're, you're kind of whining about how, like, you know, even for some of us that like, you know, are on world tours and whatnot. Like, I mean, we're in the midst of a, I'm in Berlin right now and it's, it's a hundred degrees and uh, we're in a place where there's, there's no air conditioning anywhere. Oh, and uh, yeah, oh, it's, geez. it's, I'm not going to lie. It is goddamn hot where I'm sitting right now. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then, oh, yeah, 
so like there's just there's just little things that like you know they, they 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 tend to compound and then as on top of that if you've got like some type of you know if you've got like a depression issue or or even like an eating disorder and things like that it's just it that sits on top of things and it and it almost, when it all gets bottled up you know you can you can outlet as much as you want with your music but like it's it can be one of those things like you just sometimes you just got to talk it out it's yeah. sm- as small as it is it is it, it can start small but then it gets it becomes something so much more massive and then by that time it's completely out of control and then what do you do get the music behind the mission hate becoming by kelly nicole on itunes and spotify if you guys haven't checked out the merch table join the movie buy the album get your kelly nicole band merch and donate what you can at kelly nicole foundation.org Courage is proud. Amplified!